One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today, we've got a crazy revenge story against a model who was body shaming someone. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, revenge backfired. I leaked a video recording of my ex and I hooking up. I never told anyone this story, and I guess the only other person who knew about it was me, and maybe the numerous websites I consulted for more information before finally sending out the video recordings. I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want them to think of me as a jerk. I know you're probably thinking, it's okay to think of me as one, but my ex started it, and in my books, all is fair in love and war. And that was exactly what happened here. My ex and I have been together nearly all our lives. We grew up in the same neighborhood, went to the same high school, graduated together, and made the decision to leave the neighborhood we grew up in and make more of our lives. She's always been an ambitious woman. She wanted to be a top model and even in high school she constantly worried about time running out. She had too many lofty dreams and she was convinced that she was running out of time. In school, I did everything a boyfriend could do to keep her dreams running including paying some boys in the area to intimidate the nerds at school to hijack the school system, mess with the voting, and name her prom queen. Everyone was shocked when she was voted prom queen, and they should have been because she didn't deserve it. Some other girl was the people's choice. She wasn't as beautiful as my ex, but she was kind and graceful. My ex was far from being a kind person. She only extended occasional kindness to people she loved and anyone she had no close relationship with was of no importance to her. Except, of course, she needed their help for something or suspects that she'll be needing their help in the future. I was the less ambitious one in our relationship. Granted, I wanted to leave our neighborhood and have a life that didn't involve a lot of struggling or having no money, but I didn't dream of becoming a star or having all the money in the world. I just wanted to get an education, have a better life than the one I had, and give my children an even better life than the life my parents gave me. My ex and I left the place where we grew up together and rented a studio apartment. She worked as a waitress in a high-end restaurant while I worked different jobs and enrolled in a university to study part-time. Things were good for us, and we had bright plans for our future together. She even picked out names for our two children. We had pictures of what our dream home would look like, even though in her pictures her house was always a lot bigger. Things were going just okay until my ex met some girls at work. They worked in a restaurant and she talked endlessly about them. From how she spoke about them, the way her eyes dazzled and her voice was filled with excitement, it was obvious that she wanted a life like theirs. Sometimes when she spoke about how they only worked for the fun of it and had all the money they needed, I felt inadequate because, at the time, I wasn't able to provide my ex with that kind of life. Things got worse when she started going out to parties with them. They gave her their old designer clothes, shoes, and purses. In exchange for all that, they made her the errand girl. She did everything for them, including actually running errands. She was in their houses on weekends and at night. She would be on the phone with one or all of them listening to them cry or rant about something. I knew I was losing my girlfriend. It was hard to keep up with the things that she did since I had to work to pay our bills and still go to school. At some point, while we were living together, my girlfriend and I hardly saw each other. We weren't hooking up, we weren't talking to each other, and I didn't even know what was going on in her life. And she didn't know what was going on in mine either. We were simply very disconnected from each other's lives. I'm partly to blame for that because whenever she'd try to talk to me about her new friends, I would just shut her up. 
I felt justified in doing that because she only ever wanted to talk about herself and my friends. She didn't ask me how school was going, nor did she ask how work was going. She only ever wanted to go on and on about this friend and that friend's rich boyfriend. It was exhausting. While all this was going on, I became friends with a single mom in school. She was a beautiful woman with two young children and was returning to school so she could expand the opportunities available to her and give her kids a better life. Somehow, she reminded me of my mother who also raised my brother and me single-handedly after she and my dad got divorced. I offered to watch her boys while she was busy with other stuff, and she agreed. I would watch her boys while studying and sometimes we'd all take a nap together. Whenever she returns from work, I'd go to my own job too. We spent a lot of time together and I think at some point she started to develop feelings for me. One day after her children had gone to bed and I was in the living room with her, she kissed me. Things happened very fast and we hooked up. I felt very guilty about it but it didn't stop me from doing it again. We did it again and again. My girlfriend was oblivious to all that was happening. Even when I wasn't home late at night, she didn't check for me because she was usually out attending one party or the other with her friends. My relationship with the single mom I met lasted for six months. I ended things with her as soon as I was done and she was surprisingly okay with that. As soon as I finished school, I got a job as an assistant to a talent manager. He was a popular religious man who got famous for managing talented people. He was also rich since he made a lot of money from the people he managed. My job paid me well and I also got to meet a lot of famous people. Since my ex was someone who was crazy about famous people, I tried to bring her up with me but I wanted to renew our relationship. I didn't feel comfortable lying to her and not telling her the truth about my relationship with the single mom. One evening, I confessed to her about my relationship with the single mom. She picked up a few things and left the house angrily. I wanted to blame her for making me do that because if she had been available all through our relationship, that relationship never would have happened. It was because she was so absent from our relationship that I was able to start something off with her anyway. If I had to hurry home to see my girlfriend every evening, I wouldn't have been in that situation. The truth is, even at that moment, I blamed my girlfriend for pushing me into the arms of another woman. Yes, I did feel very sorry for my actions and the guilt was eating me up, but still, I blamed her. My ex was away for two weeks, and those two weeks were heck for me. Nothing was making sense. Not until she returned. We promised to make things work and that was what she did. If only I knew that she came back to use me to get what she wanted out of life. I'm certain she learned to do that from one of her friends. After my ex and I decided to work things out, our relationship got better. We had a better love life, communicated better, and even went out more. I had started earning more, so I had enough money to take her to the expensive, chic places in the city. My ex never mentioned the incident again, and while that ought to mean that she had forgotten about the whole thing, it still bothered me that she was simply not talking about it. It turned out that my girlfriend only returned so she could use me for my connections. I never exactly found out that it was her reason, but I did figure that out from her actions. Since she was my girlfriend, we went to work functions and parties together. I introduced her to my boss, my friends at work, and some of the famous people I knew from work. My ex-girlfriend was great at networking, so she would manage to mention that she was a model and was looking for modeling gigs. That never bothered me. I always knew she was ambitious, and I'd resigned myself to just living in her shadow. It only started to bother me when she wanted me to talk to my boss about managing her. I didn't want that because I didn't want to be put in a difficult position. 
I knew how ruthless my boss could be and I didn't want to have to deal with him treating my girlfriend in that manner. I had no interest in mixing business with my personal life. We had several fights about it and sometimes she would even accuse me of being selfish. Maybe she was right. Maybe my reasons were selfish, but I also didn't want her to get hurt or rejected by my boss. He had a way of making fun of people and breaking their spirits if he didn't think that they were talented. My ex may have been the most beautiful girl in our neighborhood, but once she entered the city, she had to compete with models who had gotten their lips done, had breasts implanted, and were on a special diet. I think you're afraid to let me grow, my ex said one day. What? That's ridiculous. I'd rather not talk about this right now. I don't want to fight. Oh, I want to fight? I ignored her, picked up my keys, and drove off to work. Her accusation really got to me. I didn't ever want to be known as the man who cannot handle his woman flying, so that day I walked into my boss's office and told him that I knew someone who would make a great model. I mentioned her name at first and thought he'd remember since I'd introduced her to him as my girlfriend, but he didn't remember, so I just told him she was a woman who I thought would make a great model. Modeling's not what it used to be, my boss said in his husky voice. These days all actors are models. Heck, even singers are models, he laughed. Bring her to me he ordered. My ex was excited when I told her that my boss had asked to see her. The night before she was to see him, she had all her work lined out in a file and said she was going to present that to him as her portfolio. I was proud. I even helped out in all the ways that I could. I had more time to spare since I'd taken a week off and was going to spend it with my mom and brother at home. I still don't know what happened in the space of one week, but when I returned to the city, My girlfriend had moved out and was dating my boss. I didn't understand it at all. I knew my boss was promiscuous, but I didn't think he'd make a move on my woman. I didn't even think that he'd be interested in seeing her as many women, actresses, and top models would be with him, even if it was for his money. I can't recollect how I found out. I guess my brain has filtered that out since it was too painful, but I remember confronting my ex about it. Don't judge me. A girl has to do what she has to to get ahead. I said, I don't understand. What happened? We were fine. Why are you doing this? She said, you cheated too, remember? Don't act like some saint. She walked away from me. I had no friends in the city to talk to. The only one I could think of was the single mom I'd been with. She advised me to act as though nothing was happening and keep my job. I know enough about your girlfriend to know that it was only a matter of time before something like this happened. I agreed with her. I'd always felt like my girlfriend would slip away. I returned to work that Monday, and my boss fired me. Obviously, we have irreconcilable differences, and we can't work together given these differences. I was embarrassed. My girlfriend had left me for a middle-aged divorcee. None of it made sense to me. I stayed indoors for two weeks and did nothing but sit still and eat nuts sometimes. As if that wasn't enough, I saw on TV that he had proposed to her. I started to wonder if it was real. Maybe he paid her to pose as his fiance. Maybe they were both playing around. He couldn't possibly want to marry her in a month. I tried to call my ex, but she had blocked my number. In anger, I decided to send our sex tape to a website that posted stuff like that. I didn't care that my face was in it. I just wanted word to get out and make him leave her. My boss had a reputation that he guarded fiercely, even though those who knew him knew he was a big hypocrite. He portrayed himself as a Christian guy who would never compromise on his faith, but he was hugely promiscuous. When the tape got out, all the blogs and magazines started to talk about it. I knew my boss. He was selfish and only cared for himself and his reputation. 
I knew he would walk away from her and leave her to deal with her mess, and that was precisely what he did. My ex was so embarrassed that she went into hiding. The last time someone mentioned her to me, they saw her back in the town we lived in. I do feel sorry for her and sometimes I feel bad about what I did, but I guess all is fair in love and war. All I'm gonna say is, in a lot of places, what OP did would be explicitly illegal. It's called revenge p-word. But you gotta admit, it is a pretty bold move to post it willingly knowing your face is in it. I don't know how long ago this happened, but good luck to them because there could be legal ramifications from that. That said, our next story is, I was body shamed by a model, so I took her job. Ever since I was a kid, I had only one dream. I wanted to be a supermodel. Even when I was little, I wasn't the type to switch from one aspiration to the other. My brother Julian, on the other hand, One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. And at one point, wanted to be a cowboy. The next week, he wanted to be an astronaut. A few days later, he wanted to be a soldier. My parents said it was pretty normal for a child to switch career paths a few times in their life. This wasn't the case for me. After the day I saw a runway show with the 80s supermodel Brooke Shields, I decided that I was going to be a model, but growing up it seemed that the universe was against me making that dream a reality. Even as a child, I was overweight. As a 12-year-old girl, I was weighing over 130 pounds. It was kind of my fault though. During that time, I had just started to experience puberty and it came with some kind of emotional turmoil. I faced more mood swings than a bipolar person. To be honest, after some time, I was convinced that I was also bipolar. During that period, I solved or more accurately distracted myself from any problem I was facing by stuffing my face with any food I could find. 
This went on for most of my teenage years, and by the time I became self-aware enough to notice what was happening, bye-bye beach slash bikini body and hello double XL clothes and double seats on airplanes. Well, I never needed double seats on airplanes, a little exaggeration, but you get my point. Now, I'm not gonna lie, this got me down for a long time. I hated myself for what I had done, but how did I manage my depression? I ate more and more and a few more. By the time I left high school, I wasn't just plus-sized, I was inching towards obese. It was the summer holiday before college that I decided that it was the time to get my crap together. I started by deferring college for a year, my dad's restaurant needed all the help he could get, and he was paying me, which is a plus. I only worked part-time because the whole reason I deferred for a year was to get enough time to work on myself. I joined a gym and worked my butt off to lose the weight. But the crazy thing is that it's easy to destroy stuff, but 10 times harder to build it back up. Losing the weight and getting a good body was a difficult hill to climb, and due to the fact that I was quite addicted to junk food, it made the whole process a whole lot harder. By the end of the year, I was able to lose only 20 pounds. It was very underwhelming progress for the amount of work I put in, but my dad was able to convince me that no progress is wasted. I finally left home by the end of my deferment and started as a freshman. I used the money I saved up from working for my dad to get an apartment away from campus. I didn't like the college accommodation for anything. I didn't want to spend all my savings on the apartment alone, so I opted to get a roommate to share the bills with. Best decision of my life because that was how I met my best friend till this day, Renee. Renee was a sophomore year student of literature while I was studying business. We had a lot of things in common, like our love for books, fashion, and anime. The fashion part was what we bonded on the most. She liked to watch runway shows, advertising new season wares from mainstream fashion houses. While I also liked to see the clothes, I mostly studied the models, what they looked like and how they moved and carried themselves. During our first few months together, I didn't tell Renee I aspired to become a model. Because of my weight, I had stopped telling people. I expected that they would look at me and just burst out laughing. This isn't something I just built up in my head, it's something that actually happened. Back in high school, I and a group of people were talking about where we saw ourselves after school. I had enough confidence to tell them because I considered them my friends. Even though we weren't close, we were still friends. As soon as I told them I wanted to become a model, they all laughed and told me how stupid it sounded, since at that time, I stopped telling people for fear that they would also laugh at me. But that wasn't the case with Renee. One night after having too many drinks at a mutual friend's house party, we came back home to watch a runway show. I wasn't too drunk that I could follow the whole show, and just drunk enough to reveal my deepest, darkest secrets to Renee. I pointed to one of the runway models and told Renee, I wanted to be just like her. Renee didn't understand at first, but then I went into detail about how it had always been my lifelong dream to become one of the models I see on TV. She told me to go for it, and that I had the charisma needed to be a successful model. This time, I was the one doing the laughing. I asked her if she had seen me and that there was no one in the world who would accept me as a model because I was too big. She shrugged, telling me that she thought I looked just fine. The world was changing, and society was being a lot more open and accepting to people who were plus-sized. She explained further, telling me that the only place where limitations live was in my head, and if I can overcome that obstacle, I can do anything. I was pretty drunk that night, but I perfectly understood all she was talking about. 
I hadn't gone to the gym since I resumed college, but the next day after the party, I enrolled at a gym nearby. Renee, being the perfect friend she was, enrolled in the gym too. She didn't need to because she already had a banging body, but she did it to show her support. We started to go together three times a week. Not just that, she also cut down on the amount of junk food she ate, so it'll give me no reason to fall back into the old habits. I started to see slow progress in my overall health within the next few months. I lost some weight, and the threat of obesity was gone. Now, this isn't a grass-to-grace story, it's not a montage of me hitting the gym and working hard and finally achieving the perfect beach-type body. Till today, I'm still plus-sized, and still working out at the gym to be better. But then the progress was visible, and I had so much self-confidence in what I had achieved. A few weeks after I got to sophomore year, I came home from a three-hour class, and I was just about ready to crawl up in bed and sleep off. As soon as I closed my eyes, hoping to open them in Neverland, Renee burst into the house. She hurried over to my bed, shaking me awake. I was just about ready to rip her head off when she handed me a flyer. It was an ad for a beauty pageant held in school. They did one every year, but I didn't apply last year for plus-sized reasons. I told Renee that I wasn't interested, but before I even stated my reasons, which were a bunch of crap excuses I made up to avoid contesting, she told me she already signed me up and there was no going back. I had no choice. It was real now and I had to do well. The campus pageant was just like a learning experience for me. I didn't expect to come out of nowhere and just win it on the first try. I did pretty well though, and even the judges said so. I got to the top 10, and when I got disqualified, one recruiter collected my number. I didn't think too much of it until one day she called and asked if I'd be free to come over to her office in a few days time. I said sure and that I'd love to. I couldn't sleep well in the days leading to that meeting. It was all falling to place and working out in ways I didn't expect. I went to her office and she explained that I had everything needed to be a model in her agency. She explained that she was in charge of a lot of other models and she helps them source for jobs to work on. She had lots of famous models she was working with, and I was about to become one of them. She gave me a contract to sign and asked me to take a few days to read through it and think about it. I was a student of business, so I pretty much understood what the contract said. I signed it right there, and I officially became a model under their agency. Forgive me, but I won't be able to divulge the name of the agency. Anyways, since I was the newest recruit, I had to take on most of the minor, not-so-well-paying jobs just for the experience and exposure. The hours were crappy and the photographers could be jerks sometimes, but I loved every moment of it. The job was everything I dreamed of and I haven't even gotten to the fun part yet, the fashion runway part. Anyways, I kept it up month after month and I started to get better at modeling. They were even offering a course in runway modeling, which I paid utmost attention to. One other thing helped me. The recruiters and most of the makeup and set crew liked me. They said I was a breath of fresh air because most of the other models were so stuck up and self-centered and they usually gave them a hard time. At first when I joined, they all thought my behavior was an act. And I was going to show my true colors soon, but that didn't happen. Because of this, the agents preferred to recommend me for more jobs, knowing fully well that I can represent the agency better than some others. One day, there was an opening for a job at a runway fashion show, and my agent called me. I still had a few weeks to go before I'm qualified to take runway show jobs, but to my surprise, 
She added me to the short list of models that would be picked for the job. I was beyond excited, and even though I didn't want to get my hopes up, I couldn't sleep without imagining myself on the stage, strutting across the runway while the critics nod their heads in approval. The agency invited all the models who made the shortlist to a meeting, and that was like the first time I was meeting some of these models up close. Needless to say, I was pretty nervous. I arrived early for the meeting, and I walked into the waiting room. I sat beside one of the other models. Her name is Brianna. I've seen her in a few style magazines, and even though she wasn't as famous as a lot of other models, she was way ahead of me. I said hi, which she doesn't return. She asks me what I was doing there, and I told her I made the short list, and I was being considered for the runway model gig. She took one look at me, then laughed. She said there was no way in heck I got the job because I was too fat. I wasn't expecting any form of approval from this lady, but her calling me fat hurt me way more than I expected it to. She even went further to say that it wasn't possible for me to fit into the clothes a brand wanted to showcase. At this point, I stood up from my seat and went to the restroom to calm myself. I was so close to tears, but I wasn't going to be brought to my knees because of the words of some brain-dead bimbo. I attended the meeting with my head held high and went home. I told Renee what happened, and even though she was just as pissed as I was, she told me that I was going to experience more body shaming as I went up the ladder of my career. That said, she vowed that I was going to get a spot on the runway show. We spent time after classes doing some training, and I went double time on my runway course. By the next meeting, which was the time for the audition, I went to my friends in the makeup crew and told them about the model who body shamed me. They were outraged, and even told me to report the issue to management. I didn't want to because I didn't want to be known as a troublemaker. Also, I didn't want the other models to hear about it, giving them a reason to dislike me too. One of the camera crew, Fred, said that if I wasn't going to say anything, he was going to. Apparently, Brianna had been rude to him too on different occasions, and he's had just about enough. I told him not to say anything, but the look on his face told me that he wasn't going to listen. Anyways, I left the crew when the final auditions were held. After we all did our thing, we were called onto the stage, and right there, the recruiter who brought me into the agency called Brianna and asked her to step off the stage. She was disqualified immediately, and the recruiter proceeded with a rant, telling everybody about how body shaming would not be tolerated in the agency no matter how talented the model is. She would be punished. I've never felt so surprised and grateful in my entire life for the people who were standing up for me, even when I didn't have the strength to stand up for myself. I was chosen as one of the models for the runway show, and after that time, Brianna apologized for her behavior, and she never made fun of me ever again. In an industry that's historically not very kind to plus-sized people, it's nice to hear that things are apparently changing, and it's nice to hear that somebody in management is willing to even put down somebody that has more, I guess you would say, tenure, because they didn't act like a decent person and they can't tolerate other people. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.